to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. All right, <clears throat> let's start with, I'm just going to read through Corinthians 12, 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man, that's every man, <laughs> to profit with all. <clears throat> For to one is given the Spirit of wisdom, word of wisdom, sorry, the Spirit, the word of wisdom, to another, the word of knowledge, by the same Spirit, <clears throat> to another, faith, by the same Spirit, <clears throat> to another, the gifts of healing, by the same Spirit. To another, working in miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, interpretations of tongues. So, <clears throat> what I want to focus on is mainly the prophetic gifting, hearing the word, hearing the Lord. First, I want to say God speaks mainly through his word. And anything you hear that goes against his word is not God. There's many voices, <clears throat> but you're not going to necessarily pray which car you should buy and open the Bible, and it's going to say, buy the Toyota. <laughs> so, you know, when Elijah dropped the axe in the water, he didn't run and look at cannon to make sure he could pray for it to float. I mean, you, I've seen people get too far. There's a ditch on both sides of the road, but we can never go against the Word of God. But we can definitely go to... Deep revelations <clears throat> as we press in. So, <clears throat> first off, I want to say God is speaking to everyone. He's even speaking to non-believers. And um, most people just don't know it. And the first time I heard the Lord after I got filled with the Spirit, I was always waiting to hear him like that again. And he was speaking away in ways I didn't know. So I'm going to teach on different ways God speaks. First, uh, Job thirty-three, fourteen. I just want to read that scripture real quick. I remembered it. I just tell you. <clears throat> For God speaks once, yea, twice. Yet man perceives it not. In a dream, in a vision in the night, when deep sleep falls on men <clears throat> and slumberies upon the bed. So many times we hear the Lord without perceiving it. How many of you ever haven't talked to someone in five years and they call and you say, well, that's the funniest thing. I was just thinking about you yesterday. I haven't thought about you in years. God's trying to get through. We're just not realizing it's him. First, I want to say there's different levels God speaks on. When I say levels, they're uh, level. A high level would be a way that is going to for sure be Him. A lower level, which I'm going to cover first, 
like say impressions, it's the easiest place to miss it at. But God gives very important things through low levels, and most of what we get is low level. And as we learn and walk through this and pay attention, we can learn how we miss it or not miss it. I remember there was a time God started, I, the phone would ring and I know who it was. And it's the coolest thing. And then he started telling me like 30 seconds the phone would ring, who's calling, and my phone goes all the time. So I'd pull it out, oh, Joe's gonna call. And I'd go like nine in a row and then I would miss one. I'm like, what, how did that happen? Because it was too many. And then I had to seek it. And what it was is I thought it before he spoke it. You know what I mean? I went to, like, thinking who is it. And I had to just wait. And he did it for about two or three months. And then I screwed up and told someone because he really tries to protect us against pride. <laughs> There's no reason to tell that, really. <laughs> and I would get the pride when I get it. i like, oh, that'd be cool if... Like, say you were there or somebody, and I pulled it out and said, oh, Mary Lazaritis is going to call. And then it rang. I'm like, you know, that's all pride, though. And uh, I've always wanted that back. If it's something important, he does that once in a while. But nothing like it was. It was really cool. Really, really made me feel connected, you know. And uh, I forgot all about that. All right. Let's go to Acts 14.9. In the first level, I'm talking, this is uh, impressions or perception, which is a uh, lower level, but much comes through that. And I'll say there's, uh, Bob Jones was really respected as a prophet, and the Lord said he raised him up teaching other prophets. And, uh, and he was very gifted, like God used him, Mike Bickle, who hated the prophetic, didn't believe none of it, and every time he'd have a dream, Bob Jones would call him, like, 3.30 in the morning, you just dream this dream, tell him what he dreamed, tell him what it meant. It was never wrong. <clears throat> but he was doing a big meeting, and he said, in the meeting, he gets up, and he's a very, very humble guy. And sweatpants had come up to here with his belly hanging out, sweatshirt, food on his clothes half the time. Just, he was an old farmer, and... Uh, he might have did that just to stay humble, I don't know, but he uh, he gets up there and he says, it's a shame people come to try to hear the voice of the Lord from somebody else. The only difference between me and you is I've learned the voice. I've learned that still little impression. And I was like, that's it right there. That's the truth. So, Acts 14, 9. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceived that he had faith to be healed. So Paul, that's hearing through perception there. He perceived it. Let's go to Acts 27.10. This command all fear to get out of here right now. In Jesus' name, everything attacking me, go. No, I shouldn't have ate. 
<laughs> it's always better when I don't eat. <clears throat> and said unto them, this is when they were on the ship, and he said, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the lading and ship, but also of our lives. So he got that if they sailed at that time, if you know the story, he said they were going to shipwreck. And the guy sailing said no. They said it was too late in the season to sail. But he got that through perception too, which is basically impressions. <clears throat> also, you get uh, words of knowledge. Now, word of knowledge is a piece of information that the person knows, but they know you can't know. Like, I could say something, be a guest speaker in here, y'all don't know me, and then I tell y'all something that everybody in here knows, and then y'all go, woo, but really, <laughs> I'm only telling you something you already know. It's just the fact that I couldn't have known it is why that's impressive. And <clears throat> there's a guy, Larry Randolph, thank you, Lord, because I'm not using notes, but the uh, who was gifted in that pretty good and John Wimber that had the vineyard church had him come out and teach or speak and he like stood like five people up I think gave him their name and you know stuff and then uh, afterwards he, all, he felt all proud he's like how'd I do John Wimber said oh not bad for a country boy so the next day Paul Kane shows up I don't know if y'all heard of Paul Kane <laughs> and First, he stands the lady up, tells her, her name, her social security number, her kids' names, her address, tells her her husband has this physical problem, God's healing him now, you have this problem in your left ventricle, or he's going to, and, he's, and, she, and, Paul, and then Larry Randolph's on stage going, oh, God, i got to get social security numbers. I gotta get. <laughs> and he, then he felt like nothing after Paul King got done going for, Paul King can just go for hours. He's just really gifted that way. And uh, the Lord got on him and said to quit looking for the supernatural. So then he's in another meeting a couple months later, and he's like, Lord, give me a name. Lord, give me a name. Lord, give me a name. <laughs> he said, the Lord says, I already, they already know their name. <laughs> uh, uh, I just thought of that. I thought it was a funny story. All right. <clears throat> another level that's low is, uh, but some people do very good with. It's very hard for me. I've got some through it that was good, but um, it's through thought. Because there's just, you have your thoughts, the enemy's constantly giving us thoughts, and then the Holy Spirit can give us thoughts. <clears throat> and I'd share with, I think I may have shared this, Angelo had, when he gave his life to the Lord that day in my shop, was there four hours, and God just did a lot of stuff with him and uh, I just met him at the track before that <clears throat> and I shared with him about God will speak through your thoughts and it'll be like you're thinking it but it's not something you'd be thinking though I said but the enemy does too and then the next day we went over forgiveness a lot he was pulling up the traffic light and he, he called me he's like man I was pulling up the traffic light and, and I heard it the thought like I've given you the power to forgive and I'm like, praise God. Then the next day, he went to yell at his employee because he used to yell at everybody all the time, which he doesn't. He got delivered that day. <laughs> he went to yell at his employee, and he says, man, the Lord said, 
you're not above any other human being. You don't have the right to yell at anyone. You're just trying to intimidate him. I'm like, man, two days saved. <laughs> like, <laughs> and uh, then uh, I had, uh, I was in the trailer and fell. And I don't know if some of y'all may have heard this, but I messed my ankle up. The trailer fell off a jack and it was really bad. And I got home, got in bed, <clears throat> and I borrowed a guy's trailer I had out front, had to take it back. I get up the next day and I cannot put my foot on the ground. I cannot just rest it. I mean, it is so painful. And uh, so I crawl in on my hands and knees, grab two canes in my mom's room. You can't use canes and not put your foot on the ground. So I'm fixing her breakfast with my, <clears throat> on hands and knees. And then uh, she had a walker and a cane with four legs. I was able to hop on that thing. It was a real pain in the neck, but I'm like, I did the guy has a big yard where I had to take the trailer. I'm like, I'm not going to go crawling across this guy's yard <laughs> on my hands and knees. And uh, so I'm, re I'm praying. I repent in any, make sure I didn't have no unforgiveness or nothing. And I'm rebuking. I'm standing. I go out in the truck and I go to get in. And I'm thinking, I'm like, Lord, why isn't this being healed? And uh, the thought comes, which I didn't even know was God until afterwards. I just thought it was me. I thought of this testimony where... Thurman Scrivener, his wife would always get healed every time he prayed, and she was in getting a bridge taken off in her mouth, and she called him and said, honey, pray for her. They can't get this bridge off. Pray, and he prays. It's done. Hangs up. Ten minutes later, she calls back. Didn't work. Pray again. He goes, well, see, so prays again. It's done. Hangs up. She comes in that night. They beat on it for 30 minutes. They couldn't get it off. They ordered a special tool. I got to go in when it comes in, and they're going to try that. The next day, he's riding in the truck with a guy, and he says, he has a thought, I wonder why her bridge didn't come off. And the guy looks at him and says, I wonder why Cheryl's bridge didn't come off when you prayed. He says, I don't know. I was just thinking. They said, Lord, why didn't her bridge come off? And he said, you need to praise me. And he just lifts his hands up. Lord, I thank you for taking her bridge off. I praise you for taking The guy driving puts his leg up to hold the steering wheel. They're both going down the road like 10 minutes. I praise you for taking her bridge off. I thank you for taking her bridge off. After like 10 minutes, Thurman goes, we're done. Put their hands down. The phone rings. Picks it up. Honey, you won't believe it. My bridge just fell off. Well, I had that thought, so I'm limping to the other side of the truck, and I'm like, Lord, I thank you for healing my foot. I praise you for healing my ankle. I thank you for healing my ankle, and all the Holy Ghost sweeps. You know how it makes you cry? <sighs> and I still can't put it on the ground, but all the pain, because it isn't the pain holding it up. It was bad. It was swelled up big, too. I believe it broke. And uh, the... Uh, Pain leaves holding the air. So then, boy, I really start praising him. I drive to my shop, and I'm limping around there for like an hour. I thank you for healing my foot. I praise you for healing my foot. And then it comes again. Now I can put it on the ground and walk with a cane, which is huge compared to where I was at. So I just praise him for like two hours longer, thank him for healing, praise him for healing. Comes again. Then I could walk without the cane, but I couldn't put my foot on the front. Walk like that. And I go over to AJ Subs to get some food, and I'm just walking in like this, you know, no big deal. I mean, and uh, the guy says, oh, what happened to your foot? So I started giving him, I told him what happened. I told him the whole thing just like I told you. And as I'm telling the testimony, it starts leaving what little's left. So then I pulled the pictures out of the girl with the skin disease. Most of y'all saw, gave him that testimony. I didn't tell him the whole, all the details. I just, then I told him about my brother's broken back. I started telling all these testimonies. I think I showed him Lou Ann when she was Hodgkin's lymphoma, 
with no hope to live. Showed him those pictures <laughs> when she's on the chemo. And uh, every testimony is getting better. And then after like a bunch of testimonies, he's like, man, I believe you. He walks around the back of the counter. He's a guy that worked there. I said, I know you believe me because look. And I was totally healed. <laughs> and uh, But that came through thought. I just had the thought about Thurman and I didn't even know it was the Lord, you know. Uh, praise God. And Todd White, that's how all those looks like he's really hearing so much. He's getting that through thought. Like when Ted's up here, if you could see what he's getting, you'd be amazed. You think he's hearing this. He, he, he's not. It's not normal. Not that he can't do that. But. It's funny. I was thinking I only had a few minutes of teaching. Didn't have enough. <coughs> I think I do. Um. <laughs> Just one other quick one. I was in the shop and a guy had a blood clot on his leg and came by and uh, Jason was there and I'm like, had Jason pray, trying to get him back, you know, that always when he'd see God still uses him and make him kind of come back. And uh, he uh, prayed, and the guy's pain left, but it's still sticking up pretty high. And he was on the way to the hospital. I told him to come by. So I prayed. I said, everybody pray for word of knowledge. And then uh, I'm thinking Jason's going to get it. He just has that gift a lot. And I just had the thought, Cody. And I'm like, no, what the Lord... Nobody's getting nothing. Nobody's getting nothing. And, and then fear hits you when you get it because the enemy don't want you saying it. <laughs> like, oh, that's going to sound stupid. And then I was just like, he's like big guy, lifts the weights, like 310 pounds. And he's standing there, and I was like, does the name Cody mean anything? And he just starts bawling. And uh, he's just been over a while crying and crying. And... Uh, he had to forgive himself. His nephew died. His name is Cody. He blamed himself. And um, then we prayed, and God totally healed that thing. It was gone. Uh, the next level is a knowing. This is still a lower level, but it's way more accurate. For me, it seems to work every... When I get... I don't get that a lot. I, st I tell these stories. i got 30 years, okay? I don't think James is flowing in some great revelation, okay? I'll have two years of nothing or whatever, okay? Don't do that. <laughs> um, but uh, usually if I get a knowing, it's very accurate for me. And <laughs> quit laughing at me. <laughs> the, uh, like as <clears throat> example, I was on the phone with a guy and he's like, uh, God showed me who my wife is. I'm like, no, nah, that's not her. You don't know who it is. I'm like, yeah, dude, God, show me who you think it is. It's, it's not her. No, no, you don't know. I was like, yeah, the Lord just showed me. I just, I just, I just know who. And I told him, like, how'd you do that? I'm like, it's not her. I'm just telling you. Then he called me. It's like a year later. His son was dating somebody. I know he's not supposed to. I know who his wife is. I said, no, his wife ain't who you think it is. You don't, I know who you think it is. It's not. He's like, no, you don't. It's like, yeah, you do. So and so. How do you do that? I'm like, I don't just, I know. That happened with Kelly. I was on the phone one time, and she's like, you know what I'm thinking? Because I get it, and I don't even think about that I'm getting it. Because you know what I'm thinking? I said, yeah, you're thinking that. She goes, how in the world did you do that? I'm like, I don't know. I just, I don't even realize it's happening. <laughs> and, uh, and I think that's partly with discerning the spirits, because 
we can discern angelic spirits too, not all demons and people spirits. Um, God also speaks through feelings, and he does that a lot with me where I'll feel somebody's pain, like I'll be standing at the bank before, and I'll feel that right side of your back. The sides I get wrong a lot. I don't know if it's because I'm facing them, and if you're less sides or not, it's just safer. Um, so I leave the side out. Your shoulder, like a knife just went my shoulder, your shoulder or your back. And, uh, and the good thing about that is if you get that, you ain't got to be so, you just pray, you ain't got to get into rebuking or nothing because if God shows you, it's going to happen. So that's just uh, a given. So that's really cool. You also feel people's, it's a good to check yourself before you go in the store because you get this stuff. You don't even know you're getting it. You stand in line, all of a sudden, this depression, like, this is the person next to you, and God's just, and if you get that, because hearing this, if you've never heard this, you may get it tomorrow. That's what's happened with me. Once I started hearing it, then all of a sudden it's happening. If you stand in there and say your back, your leg, and, and you, you know it don't normally hurt, and you ask the person, and just say, does your leg hurt? And they say, no. You're just like, why? Oh, I just thought, <laughs> whatever. And, uh, but if they say yes, do not, they'll go, how'd you know? Say, the Lord showed me. Do not explain how you got it. I got into that, that's 20 years ago, but I did that for a little bit. That's a big no-no. Well, see, I had this pain, and God does this thing, and you, you know, you're just... <laughs> and they're like, they're lost. They're like, you're weird. And uh, <laughs> they didn't even want you to pray for them then. So you just say, God showed me. They'll go, really? Because he did. He showed you just through. All right. Another way he speaks is visions. <clears throat> now, visions, there's different types of visions. We're going to go over low level first. <clears throat> A vision, for me, doesn't even seem... It just seems like my imagination, and it seems very just not God, and sometimes it's a very <laughs> powerful thing. I mean, when I was praying with a guy once, I was just sitting a teaching about visions. I'm like, let's pray, see if God shows us something. And then I have this thing where there's this old ship, and then he's getting on the ship, and I just shut it down. I'm like, oh, yeah, now the disciple's going to walk out of the ship. You know, I'm like, so then later we're writing the story. He goes, yeah. I'm Jewish. I was like, really? He says, yeah, they're actually, they're restoring this old ship from the 1800s and they're going to be taking the Jews and I was praying about if I should go to Israel and da-da-da. I'm like, and see, once you wait till afterwards, revelation don't work. If you don't have the nerve to tell them beforehand, you can try to confirm something for them, but it just doesn't, it doesn't have the weight. Even if you tell me and I know you don't lie, you know, I really trust pastor and if he's like, I saw that beforehand. It just, just there's something too when you tell someone when they don't know, when, and you tell them beforehand. You know what I mean? If they know, you know. It just doesn't. There's something that happens spiritually. <clears throat> so you gotta be willing to look wrong. That's why you don't go. Thus saith the Lord. Don't ever do that, please. That's trying to put weight on your word. Just say, I feel impressed that maybe you, you know, blah blah blah. All right, <clears throat> I had, uh, on that note, I had, uh, I was working on my race car once, and you look at your watch, <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> I hung the throttle, 
wide open. I was, and it stuck wide open. I was in the, this shop. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. I was teasing him because I seen him look down. <laughs> that was a joke. So then uh, the throttle sticks wide open, and I yank on it, and it got the carburetor got messed up, and it was it, to try to get around the door because the door would barely open and get up in there to shut it off. It, it's going to be blown up. I just it's like screaming, and I just turned to the wall, put my hand because I thought the parts were coming flying out, and I screamed Jesus, and it cut off. And then uh, I thought it blew up. And I'm sitting there, and I had a vision, and I didn't even realize it was a vision. And I saw in the distributor that goes around and to the plug wires, because they never break. Um, but I had a vision of that, and it's called a rotor button. And then uh, I was like, yeah, the rotor probably isn't turning because the camshaft broke because the piston probably hit the valve. So I pull the valve cover off, rock arms are moving, I fix the carburetor, I get in there and crank it out. And I, as soon as I let go, I saw that rotor again. I'm like, Lord, what about the rotor? I go and pull the cap off, and that rotor button snapped off right when I yelled, Jesus. <laughs> the Lord snapped it. Put a rotor in, cranked it up, the car was fine. I raced it a lot of time. But... I didn't even catch that. Just one other quick little vision I had once. I was, uh, ah, we'll skip that one. That was a pretty neat one. We might, it's kind of hard to exp- Okay, the, uh, <laughs> see, she gets her weight on. <laughs> and, uh, all right, I was praying. I got my car running. I usually would just barely make a race. And uh, this one race is the biggest race of the year, World Street Finals. It's in Orlando, right in our backyard. And, uh, I'm praying by the bed. I just, it went through a major thing. I gave this testimony about where I had the 2002 that attack, that spirit of death thing. And I, I just didn't want to do anything that wasn't God's perfect will. And I was praying about going to the race. I'm just being silent. And then I see these fruit stands like beside a road, just a little, and it went up and had like a sign. They're gray. And uh, it's a bunch of them. And I hear citrus. And then it's like a car went by like 500 miles an hour. <laughs> nationals. And I'm like, that's, I'm thinking, that's not got citrus, not citrus nationals. Oh, that's next month. That's, a, that's November. This race is in October. I'm like, I jump up, open the book. I forgot about that race. I'm like, wow. I'm like, so you're saying I'm not going to Orlando? What's, <laughs> you know, and the World Street Finals. And uh, so I go to the World Street Finals. I crank my car, but it's making a noise. Shut it off. God's done a lot of miracles with this car. And uh, the crank broke. And it's, if you know cranks, yeah. See, I know AJ understands all this. <laughs> it's broke where it doesn't spin free. It kind of like broke concave where it's idling, which does not happen. It don't break idling. They break and blow everything to pieces. Everybody's going, you couldn't have broke the crank. What do you mean? It didn't hurt anything. I'm like... I'm telling you, it's broke idling. It's like, that's not possible, you know. They said, well, it's going to take you nine months to get a crank. And then I called everybody when I got back. Nobody had one. This, the main guy that builds all the really good motors, he's like, I'll, he called all around the country, so I'm trying to see if I could replace one. Nope. So I called this friend of mine, and I'm like, 
you need to pray. God gave me a vision I was going to be at the Citrus Nationals. I can't get a crank for eight months. And uh, so pray for me. He says, God, you give him a crankshaft made for his, perfectly for his motor. I hang up, and I have this probably a vision. I see this guy that came to buy, about, buy my car like some time ago. So I call him up. I'm like, you don't have a five-inch stroke crank for a Hemi 4, do you? Got two of them. <laughs> one, new, one new, one use. What do you want for it? Just replace it. And uh, so I ordered the one, got the crank, sent it off to get balanced. The guy's like, they normally run about $1,600. You got to pay. There's slugs of steel for weight. It's called Mallory. $100 a piece. I told you this was detailed. And they usually just take a lot. So I sent it down there. I said, let me know. And I'm thinking, well, the Lord told me I was going to be there. I'll just put it on the credit card. Oh, gosh. Just do it. And he calls me up when it's done. You know, I'm thinking, and he's thinking, probably about 1600 bucks. Did I? Well, your, your, your motor's balanced. I'm like, how much was it? $275. I'm like, That's, they're, not, they're not that cheap when you put no metal. I was like, $275? How much metal did it take? Because it didn't take anything. It's really weird. It's like that crank was made for your motor. I was like, <laughs> I thought of the guy praying. <laughs> so... Anyway, the, uh, just another vision. See, one all that. Then there's what you call open visions. Now, these are extremely high level. And don't pray to get, like, you can be dying and God still don't show up like this. But what's important to him, not that it's important you're dying. <laughs> I'm saying he knows you're dying. Um, he doesn't do these very often, but... An open vision you see with your eyes, it's like it's really happening. Like, if I was an open vision right now, I would, it'd be just the same to you. You wouldn't know the difference. If the Lord appears to you in an open vision, you, you would swear to me, no, he was there. I'm like, well, an open vision. And it can also open up on a wall like a movie screen. And it can also show up where more than one person is watching the movie screen. So it's a very high-level thing. <clears throat> I only had a couple of these, and... Like, again, over a 30-year period, all the same thing. <clears throat> the, uh, we were riding down the road, I-75, I was over <laughs> in Bradenton Race. <laughs> They're all race car stories. And uh, <laughs> we're driving down the road, and there's this girl walking. And, you know, I'm just riding passenger side, looking. And we get about from here, a little past the wall, and she disappears. And I'm like, what the heck and I'm just talking to the Lord. I didn't say nothing to him. I'm like, Lord, was that an angel? I'm like, there ain't no angels walking down I-75. What in the world was that? And I'm just in there praying, what's going on? And then all of a sudden he goes, oh, man, I almost hit her. I was like, did you see that girl? I said, I just had an open vision of a girl about three minutes ago walking. We've got to go back and get her. So <clears throat> it was quite a drive to the exit. I mean, we would never done that. It was a long drive back. And then we're coming back, and then he almost hits her. She's coming up a bridge. She'd been drinking. And we picked her up, took her to Walmart to get some gas. Her friend was at the truck. And we're, stand, we're standing there in line. And he's, I said, she's got a lot of ministers in her family. Why do you say that? And he was a minister. He's a church of God minister. And uh, I said, because God had made me not eat after I ordered a big steak and everything and a bunch of front of people, front of a bunch of people. He stopped me the second I started to eat before this. It was very embarrassing. <laughs> and uh, I said, God, don't make me stop eating to give me my first open vision I ever had in my life to save this girl unless 
people are really praying for this girl. And uh, she was tipsy. He goes, ma'am, do you have any preachers in your, in your family? He goes, yeah, my uncle. And she starts naming this long line, all these preachers. He's looking at me. I was like, I told you. <clears throat> and uh, let's turn to Acts 10.3. Uh, He saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God coming to him and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thy alms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter. Now, he wasn't in fear because he's seeing it in his mind. This were, that was an open vision. <clears throat> look at 10.10. 10. And he became very hungry, and this is Peter, and would have eaten, but while they made ready, he fell into a trance. <clears throat> and he saw heaven open. And if you look up through visions, there's so many visions all through New Testament and Old Testament. And I ain't going to get to this, a lot of stuff. <clears throat> he saw a great sh sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth wherein all manner of four footed beasts of the earth <clears throat> and wild beasts and creeping things and house fowls of the air and there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. Now later he calls this a vision. So uh, here's a vision with speaking and uh, interaction with the Lord. And the Lord can appear in a vision, as I've said. Let's see. Sorry, let me go to Acts 16.9. I just want to read all that. It's getting late. See, I don't remember what I got here. So. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man in Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And if you remember when Peter was locked up and they, the angel came and smote him on the side and walked him out, remember he said, that until he was outside, he he thought it was a vision. That's how real open visions are. It you think it's really happening. William Branham, those are the kind he had. That's why he had. They say five hundred thousand of them, and he would he would say, if I'm wrong, you can put a sign on my back says I'm a false prophet. Drive me around the hood of your car, and I'll quit the ministry. But he's never wrong because that level of vision, you're not going to miss that. One. Again, most revelation comes through low level. Don't pray for that stuff. The only reason I got the girl was it was the prayers for the girl. It wasn't anything I did. 
the other ones. And another common way God speaks is through dreams. Not all dreams are from the Lord, and our soul can dream, and the enemy gives dreams, so there's a lot going on in the dreamland. But most dreams are metaphoric. People don't like this about God, and they think somewhere along the line God changed. Then Jesus shows up giving parables that are metaphoric. <clears throat> metaphoric stuff is not like Joseph dreamed about the wheat, and because people thought more metaphorically, his brothers instantly knew what it meant and hated him. And his dad screamed at him, you think me and your mother are going to bow down to you? Because their wheat bound down to his wheat. Well, we ain't out there growing wheat. We're not going to have wheat dreams, you know, but you'll have dreams that are related to stuff you do, and you won't even realize it's God. It's very common. Through one dream interpretation, Joseph ended up second in command over the land because a lot of people get dreams, but not a lot of people get <laughs> interpretation of dreams. And uh, usually it's people that are walking really close with the Lord. Imagine if, say, Joe Biden had a dream and you were in prison and someone heard you could interpret dreams, they bring you out, and within, by the end of the day, you're over Kamala Harris, you're over everybody in the country. And only in Biden's house will he be above you. That's what happened. I mean, this year this guy's in prison, and that happened twice. Same with Daniel. So, <laughs> if he touched Nebuchadnezzar, he can give anybody dreams. He gives correction dreams. <clears throat> There's uh, ministries like John Paul Jackson's, which his ministry still goes. He passed away, <coughs> but they just go set up at occultic fairs and like the World Series, and they don't even put God's stuff on it. They just act like they're a cult. They put dream interpretation and readings, and uh, like they're at the World's Fair. Lady comes in because non-believers get dreams all the time. And uh, she says, I had this dream. I was walking down this runway. It was glass, like a model runway. And all these creatures were in it. And they couldn't get to me. It was 18 steps to the end. And I fell off. And all these creatures started grabbing me. And I don't remember what else happened. He says, ma'am, this dream's telling you that in 18 days, you got a decision to make. And what you think has been your friend is going to be unleashed against you with no help. She just starts bawling, and in 18 days, she was fixing to be sworn in as a witch. And I imagine she didn't after that. <laughs> it's funny, because my friend, <clears throat> I got a friend in Missouri, teaches dream interpretation. Out of that ministry, they go to all the occultic fairs. And then they got dream interpretation side on Facebook for those people. And then after they get them saved, they got a Christian site where they get more into it. And... Uh, they're always going out there evangelizing. And uh, this one lady wants a reading. So if they sit down, you can't use no God lingo. And the other people, first time she went there, they like, they're like, everybody around you is complaining that none of their uh, giftings, whatever you call it when you're a cult, are working around your booth. She goes, oh, you know what that is? That's because we got a lot of power. And when you got a lot of power, it makes people with less power. Their power won't work. She goes, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so they tell this one lady, she's like, all right, creator 
of the universe. I asked you to come speak to this woman. The lady screams, ah! She's like, what's wrong? It's Jesus. She goes, yes, he is the creator. Is this okay? I guess so. Okay, close your eyes. Jesus comes. <laughs> and uh, it's got tons of neat stories like that. He gives a lot of warning. I've had, I came to this church by a dream. It's a ticker tape, Treasure Coast Victory Center. Let's see. That's going to help a guy in his car that had really cost me a lot of money before. And his car was, he had a lot of money and they couldn't make it go down the track. I knew I could. I was like praying about helping him that night. I had a dream and he come up and shook my hand. I shook his hand, his snakes all came down, his arm went up and in my heart. And I was like, okay, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Alligator dreams. I get them the day of it, usually. That's accusing spirits, big mouth. Somebody's going to attack you. The, uh, yeah. That one. That's huh? interesting. Tell me more about the alligator. <laughs> well, you know, with me, it's coming the same day, <laughs> usually. And a snake attack is usually a, a snake's a tail bearer. That's my first dream. That's what I, I didn't really, I went in the dream interpretation. I sat in on a class because this lady wanted me to go. I was like, I didn't think it was, <laughs> I didn't really believe the stuff. And then I told her a dream. I was like, and at the time I had this guy that I just joined this church and he was uh, <clears throat> telling me all these deliverance and miracle stories because, you know, of my stories. And he was making stuff up. And everybody in the church knew he thought he was like full of doo-doo. And I didn't know him, you know. And uh, I was hanging around him. And then the Lord finally showed me just in the inner witness, I was talking to him one day and he did that thing where you know somebody's lying. And I'm like, why is he lying about a God story, you know? And I got away from him. But at the time, I had had the dream where I was talking to my brother and he had this little snake that looked real cute. And I'm talking to him. And snake I feel. Yeah, I don't like snakes either. But in the dream, it was like, <laughs> I'm just sitting there and talking to this thing curled up. And then I lifted my arm up and it bit my arm and I tried to get off. I couldn't. And I told the lady the dream, you know, which, and she goes, and I, I thought it meant something about my brother. She goes, well, that could be, but I'll tell you what that would have meant, what we'd have been taught. And I'm like, what's that? It says, well, that isn't your brother. That's a Christian brother you were hanging around, and he's telling a lot of stories. They're terrible. And if you didn't, God was telling you to get away from him, or it's fixing to make you look bad. I'm like, man, that's exactly what. I missed that dream. So then I started sending her dreams. And I'd, I'd pull out some crazy dreams. Like, I'm like, there's no way this one's God, you know. <laughs> I'd send her, I'm trying to find something that's not God at the time. I send her this dream, and I'm out working in this yard, and these holes are in these pipes, and I just keep trying to patch the holes everywhere. And I'm like, there's no way. This is just ridiculous. So I send her that one. Well, what's this? <laughs> she goes, and she didn't know me, okay. This is out of John Paul Jackson. That dream's telling you that there's a lot of people in your life that are taking a lot of your time and just using your time up. You're trying to help, but you're, you're really, they're re you're really, they're really not getting help. They're just <laughs> using your time. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Okay. Let's see. We have a question. James, you got twenty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Is it white or black? Yeah, that's. Are you in the middle of some kind of storm? What's going on when it's? Okay, I don't see. <laughs> you got it, don't you? <laughs> the uh, that's, that just reminds me of a funny story. I was talking to a lady out of state that got my number, and this there was a guy that bought an ordination. It was church online it was just using these people and it was a crazy stuff going on he was trying to have these people doing deliverance all day and just uh and he's telling just all kinds of crazy stuff and the guy was just messed up guy and they didn't know no better they just came to the lord and someone gave this girl my number she i started talking to her after everything had exploded and she said that she says yeah i would I would ask him the dreams online while everybody else is here because <laughs> he would be walking down the road and all these torn, big tornadoes would be following him. And, yeah, and he's, she's like, and he'd go in someone's yard and they'd come out and say, get out of our yard. <laughs> and then I'd ask him what it meant in front of everybody on there. He'd go, I don't know. <laughs> I think the guy knew what's going on. That's kind of, that reminded me of the tornado thing. Um, vehicles, usually your vehicle is your ministry. You may be, on a bicycle, you may be on a train. That's a movement of train, the uh, or a denomination. Uh, let's see what else. <laughs> Might as well hang over there a minute. Um, authority figures are um, the Lord comes a lot as authority figures in dreams. You may come as pastor telling you something, or the president. Yeah, you get that. The uh, <laughs> and uh, like I had a dream where it was right before the crash, and when the crash was really bad, there was no irrigation work because we were the fastest growing county in the nation. So it was so many people, and then there was nothing in 2008, <clears throat> and it was like a, a month or two months before the crash. And I had a dream, and it was a guy I know that's very wealthy, but he's wasn't very good in my life and he's just not a very good guy and in the dream he said <clears throat> it's just out of the blue you know I had the irrigation business 30 years and he said you need to work on cars that's what you're created for this is the only way you're going to make it and I woke up and I'm like I know you wouldn't use him I'm like I need a confirmation for this and it was Sunday and I went to Central Assembly they have prophetic ministry after the service you go get a car go in a room they got like eight rooms and they'll just say tell your name nothing else don't smile or nothing just let them prophesy so I, I go up there I get the car I said alright you want me to start a garage show me when I go in here I go in there they said what's your name and I want to say six years before that I thought the Lord told me to use my real name James I'd used Jimmy my whole life, and I did it for like a month, and it sounded so, I couldn't stand it. I was like, ah, this ain't God, and I hadn't done it for like six years. They said, what's your name? I said, James, and I'm like, 
a shock because it came out like I didn't say it, like the Lord said it through me. And the guy, I was thinking, why did that happen? And he goes, you call yourself Jimmy? I said, uh, yeah. I said, I thought a long time ago the Lord told me not to. And then I thought it wasn't him because he did tell you not to. He named you James in your mother's womb, and he wants you to use your real name. Now, if I said Jimmy and he said he wants you to say James, I wouldn't even believe him. You know what I mean? But the fact that Holy Spirit made me say James and he said that, I was like, okay. And then they just pray and they're not saying nothing. I'm sitting there and the lady finally looks up and says, I just don't have any clue what in the world this means. God just keeps showing me this garage door opening. I was like, it's all I need. <laughs> so, start the garage. <laughs> There's a lot to uh, dreams. A lot of most people look uh, too into the details. A lot of times, if you have a dream, you're trying to figure out if you'll just back away from it. You know, just look at the broad picture. I had a guy call me. A good example. <coughs> knows the Lord. He knows about dream church a little bit. He borrowed this landscaper's trailer. He fills it full of. It's one of them trailers that hold stuff. Full of this house he took down and wood everything piled up in it and he had the thing and the guy needed it back bad and he just didn't have the money to take it to the dump and dump it so we're like seven months down the road and he calls me and says <clears throat> and this we went to common ground and the pastor's mother's name was evie kiss evie miss evie. I love evie and he knew miss evie well evie. and uh he's like he goes, man, I had this dream last night, and uh, Miss Evie was at the trailer screaming at me, get that trailer, get that trailer back. And I know Miss Evie was the Lord, but I don't know what the dream meant. I said, you don't still have this trailer, do you? Yeah, but that's not what that meant. I'm like, hello. <laughs> it took me like 10 minutes to convince him. God's telling him to get there. He still didn't get it back. But uh, he's the most, well, he hears the Lord clear, and the most disobeying guy I ever heard. He'll always say, the Lord told me, I've never heard him miss it. But he'll be like, the Lord told him to get out of construction 20 years ago and everything's going bad. He told me to get out. I don't know. Um, and the next highest level is uh, the audible voice of the Lord, which is very rare. The, uh, you heard it five times? Five times. Praise I God. I tell you every time I heard it. Praise God. Anything to share? Well, can we not have it on tape? Yeah, let me share mine first. <clears throat> the, uh, I was there. Well, I'm not going to share all of them. Just, I'll think. Um, I was in bed. First time I ever heard them, it was... And this one had more resonance, like volumes. Like the other one could be loud, but not. It's like a person loud. The, uh, and he said... And it may have been straight for me. I'm not trying to get any prior and say it wasn't for me, but I was involved in a church that was just starting a bunch of ministries, and they were trying to put me and this other guy to do deliverance, and they were doing all this stuff, and everybody's all excited, and it was, you know, everybody's in their stuff. Wow, wow, wow. And uh, the audible voice of the Lord came, and, and I shared it in the group too. He said, this is not about us, our anointings, and our ministries. This is about a God and his people and him calling them back to him. And then, I don't know, another time I heard him was, I kept seeing 
333. I looked up all the 333 scriptures, nothing made sense. And went on for a few months, and I'm not into that really. A lot of people are, but it just ha- kept happening so much. And then I didn't see it for about a month, and then I woke up, and I, it went like this, exactly how I went. I went I'm going to do the way he did with the lovely set. 33-3, Jeremiah, 33-3. I got up and grabbed the Bible, of course, and said, call upon me and I'll show you great mighty things you do not know. And then the other ones were very personal things, so I won't share them. But, uh, and I just want to say, before we share yours, that uh, most of what you hear will come through impressions or the inner witness. If you'll learn the inner witness, God will really use that with you. Just that yes or no. And if you deal with fear and stuff, that can make you think you're hearing no when you're just hearing yourself be afraid. But uh, that's the main way God wants to speak is through the inner witness. But if you're a seer like you, you're going to get a lot of dreams. Talking about her behind. <clears throat> She's been back there every time I say something. She's like... <laughs> Charlene and uh, alright so hope y'all enjoyed it and I'm gonna shall be added on.